0: (laughs) why you play so fucking much man
1: my bad man I'm sorry my bad man
0: you almost got your head knocked off boy
1: (laughs) I'm sorry man my bad my bad you know I didn't grow up with my dad and shit so I be doing childish shit sometimes you know
0: man whatever flip
1: (laughs) I'm serious man you know there's a whole study on the unconscious impulses of people growing up without their pops you heard of Sigmund Freud, right? Nah. Who that? Nigga. He like the godfather of this psychoanalysis shit. He the one who came up with the daddy complex. Because look. Bitches be thinking they an old niggas. Nah, bruh. Like, that shit go deep, man. Like, way deep. They even got this new thing out now called Daddy Hunger. What the fuck is that? I think it's like a mental illness, bruh. Like... Kids that be having eating disorders and shit and low self-esteem because their pops wasn't around. That's what you got? Nah, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is fucked up, though. That shit is real fucked up. Yeah.
0: What? Nah, nothing, man. I actually... I forgot you were pretty smart.
1: Nigga, don't let the occupation fool you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, speaking of, you got my shit? Yeah, of course, Blue dream, cool man. I'm out of that OG Kush.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Nigga, you you checking the shit I gave you? What I owe you? Twenty. Nigga, twenty five. Twenty five. Nigga, twenty five. Shipping and handling. But you delivered it exactly. Shipping and handling. <laughs> Taxing. <nigga. laughs> 25. Gracias. <laughs>
0: You wanna light up, man? Nah, I'm actually already pretty lit. Yo, let me ask you something. What's up? Do you feel free?
1: <sighs> yeah, sometimes.
0: So not always?
1: Sometimes, man. <laughs> that means sometimes. Yeah, that's lovely. That's funny because... Ain't
0: no feeling like being free.
1: <laughs> your heart is
0: in what? The right place. Come on, Destiny's Child. Inspiration.
1: And our, our mother, Queen Whitney, said the same thing. Some, sometimes means sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the Duchess said,
0: if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and, and free yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was really digging that scene. Yeah, it was free? really cute.
0: It was really, really cute.
1: P. Ryan, are you free?
0: Free indeed, okay? (laughs) Because whom the sun sets free is truly free indeed. Hallelujah, somebody. Y'all
1: knew he was going to say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. And also, I took a page out of Destiny's Child book, okay? When your mind's made up and your heart's in what? The right place. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Michelle. I love you, girl. (laughs) Are you free?
1: Yes. Are you bound? No, I'm 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 free. Okay. <clears throat> I think um, freedom is a state of mind. Okay. Just and, like poverty. Uh, we can choose to yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding. Some, some rich nigga. In a way. That. Yeah.
1: Because when you can't pay your bill, you can't pay your okay, bill. Okay, that's not like, just a state of mind. You that's need a literal reality. Dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when this shit is hard, you need literal dollars. Yeah. And all this um prep talk and, and, and motivation talk, you know, it doesn't yes. <laughs> when you need literal dollars. <laughs> but um, I think beyond that, you know, it's a state of mind. You know, we can choose to be free or we can choose to um, succumb mm-hmm. to challenges, pressures, things that are blatantly wrong. Can't be argued. But it's just the way of the world. You know, sometimes the cards you got to deal with. Choose to be bound.
0: (laughs) Can you say it with me? Bound.
1: Bound. Don't be be bound. Yes, don't be bound. Break every chain, okay? (laughs) Well, y'all, that was um, a scene from Giants. Um, Name of the episode was Do You Feel Free?
0: Hi everyone! What's up? Welcome to another, to another episode. Episode, very Caribbean episode, of me. <laughs> very Caribbean. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Hundo Podcast, where um,
1: where you may um, you may feel free or you may feel bound. You may be
0: bound.
1: Okay. <laughs> where you um, may have got charged twenty five for your bag. And you felt like you should have only paid 20 Yeah. You know, we ain't yeah. going to hang up on you. We
0: won't hang up on you. You know, <laughs> that's low-key a sentence you just said. You know, if I were to partake in such things, yeah, I can say that I've never been
1: charged. So you basically freeload off of people around you? No.
0: You know, people give me gifts.
1: Just like Marlo. <laughs> Marlo, where
0: you get all this stuff from? The Lord. Blessing.
1: So you Marlo? I'm Marlo. I'll be getting blessed. You going around collecting your things? <laughs> I'll be collecting my blessings. Yes. Okay. But we'll never hang up on you. you.
0: As always, guys, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I
1: Hey, it's me. E. Yes.
0: You can catch Yee E in the new level Raw. <laughs> longer than LeBron. Yes. You were P. Going.
1: Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. I see that brown starting to slowly make its way no,
0: it's not to where it needs to be. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I promise you. I haven't felt it yet.
1: I'm chilling too, y'all. It's me, Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole.
0: Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at hunguppod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Facebook.com slash pot. Every time I say that sentence, I feel like I'm advertising Zoom. Zoom. Do you remember Zoom? Come yeah. on in Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. <clears> Zoom. <throat>
1: Zoom. Isn't there an app called Zoom or something like that? That's what I was Which thinking. I about. don't know. Like I some type remember, of software like, they called to advertise Zoom? advertise
0: the mess out of Zoom on PBS, kids. Oh, like, send us an email. Or the email. <laughs> send it to Zoom. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> send us an email. Okay. Speaking of which, yes. (laughs) um, (laughs) Continue to send your listener feedback, um, your love, um, your comments, your reviews, all that good stuff to hungapod at gmail.com. You can easily find the email link on our Instagram page. Just click on it. Yes. And as long as you're not living in the 15th century, you have email hooked up to your phone, so... It'll connect so you say automatically.
0: You saying I'm living in the 15th century?
1: No, you have your email hooked up to your phone. Oh, no. Because Let's I see your notifications, okay, nigga. Sure. That's fine. I'll be seeing that shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Thank you. Sometimes means sometimes.
0: Sometimes, yeah. sometimes when we touch, Go ahead. the honesty's too much. Yeah. You know that song?
1: It sounds familiar. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, it's too much. It's too, uh, too much for the intro because we haven't gotten through it yet. We have not. <laughs> okay. And thank
0: you guys for the ratings. Apple Podcast, Google Play, everywhere you can find a man to sell it for twenty five, but give it to you for free. Okay. Pick it up. Catch it.
1: Overpriced. <laughs> Whatever you pay for, it's probably overpriced.
0: Okay. Unless you're getting it for free.
1: Use, Free these use these
0: niggas how they be trying to use you i'm telling you mm. okay anyhow yes welcome welcome good to see you it's good been to a week. see you too p ryan it's been
1: about a week it's been about a week ago mm-hmm. hey hey hey, mm. hey. Mm. 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 <laughs> mm. about a week ago a week ago, a week ago. How are you? Are you checking in first, or you want me to check in? I asked you first. You asked me? Yeah. OK, if you're right. <laughs> no, nah, but this week, my check-in, um, wow. I'm transitioning to like a new functional role at work. So it's been really um, grind season for me, just trying to close the books on one chapter so I can enter the new one ready. Fully prepared, looking ahead, going onward, upward, you can't stop me, no matter what you say, you can't stop me, I got this new position today, hey, hey, what you say, you mad, you a hater.
0: Ain't that the grinding beat? Oh, you a grinding. I was going to keep
1: going, <laughs> nah, not, my not making sense, sentence. but your beat was dope though. Hey. I'm glad you stopped because I need to do that, to that in the lunch room <laughs> In the laundry room? <laughs> the room Oh, in oh, yeah. middle school. And high school. And, well, when the grinding beat came too. on, the, and you were Harlem Shake with it? We all hit the beats and you had to rap. And, and, and back in grade school, it was also like your mama jokes. Did y'all do it? No. Because mm-hmm. you, you talk like,
0: about my mom movie fighting. So.
1: <laughs> in the early 90s, my nigga? <laughs> well, in the we early 90s, I was a little
0: too young. The Your Mama Show.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I freshly you. freshly born. I was about to say, yeah, you were... Fr- you, were, you <laughs> was a full toddler. You were fresh chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just putting good energy into work um, every on. way that I know how because I know I'm entering into a new chapter. Whoa, just um, going into a new project. Something that... Um, I'm really embarking on something that I haven't really done before. Mm-hmm. Per se, um, I'm coming with the experience to do the job, but the job is very new to me. Um, so y'all, you know, be praying my strength. Always. Um, I believe you can do it. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, this, is, this is great. All, all great things. I'm very positive. I'm looking forward to it. We had a snow day this week. What were you doing on the snow day? I was wrapped in my swaddling clothes. Okay. I saw your tweet. You was I, like, I'm not leaving the
0: house. Yes. I only left my house to go shovel snow um, and to grab the Pinot Grigio that was up in my car. And I did try to go to the gym, but I guess on snow days like yesterday, um, the gym is closed. Okay. The doors
1: were closed. The doors were closed. <laughs> and the lights were off.
0: <laughs> so that's all I left my house for.
1: I got you. I um, hung out in my neighborhood with a couple of people. And um, we chilled, um, had brunch. What day was this? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, Wednesday. And um, spent the time just talking shit about random shit. Cute. um, Like we do on this show, and we watched Girls Trip. Um, That was my second time seeing it, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that was the snow day. Me and you talked, uh, you know, before we started recording that I've been hosting my frat brother who's visiting here from out of town. The snow day kind of killed, um, his, his shine. And I, I think I've put the spotlight on him at least a couple of times in the past. Dr. Cesare Warren, who's also, um, written this book, uh, that he's here in, uh, Philly and he's, uh, well, he's always here. Um, uh, but university of Penn was going to give him a really, really nice, uh, bookstore event Mm. um, on campus to promote his book. But unfortunately, the snow got shut it down. But we ended up having a really good time anyway on the snow day. And by the way, for um, the Philly listeners, um, speaking of bookstores, if you haven't had a chance yet to check out Dr. Lamont, Mark Lamont Hill's bookstore um, slash coffee shop, which is located in Germantown, it's called Uncle Bobby's Bookstore. Um, has received great reviews um online and just from like people that I've encountered um and people that I know. Yelp definitely has great reviews. Check out Uncle Bobby's bookstore. They have um a few a few events coming up soon this week. <clears throat> Do I have them handy? Let me see. Mm-hmm. No. I don't. <laughs> At first, I did. You know how if you if you're on Facebook and you have something up, mm-hmm. and then you you don't necessarily swipe it and close it out, but you just like go back to your home screen. It refreshes. It refreshes. Oh. So unfortunately, I don't have information. But if you go to their um, website on Facebook, they have quite a few events coming up in the month of March for our Philly folks, um, and in April, I, I believe as well. So check it out. And um, shout out to Dr. Hill uh, for being just black excellence and um, representing the community and, and shedding light in the areas where they need to be um, shown, yeah, so. Shout
0: out to him, he's a cutie, academic And cutie. he's very
1: handsome, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, P. Ryan, what's up? Um, life is
0: okay, life is good. Um, you mentioned that we had a snow day And I was kind of blown about it, even though, you know, everyone loves a day off. I definitely caught up on some sleep and was able to binge not only Love and Hip Hop Miami. I completely finished that season.
1: Let me ask you this. You said you caught up on some sleep. I did, too. What what does sleeping in look like for you? What Um. time? You don't want to (laughs) say.
0: So it, it happens in waves, right? So, like, my body is programmed to get up, like, you know, super early. So I'll get up, but then I'm just like, no, I don't got to go nowhere. So I'm going back back to to bed, right? And then I'll probably get up at, like, 10 to noon, and I'll sit there and, like, you know, maybe do, like, you know, a nice whole bath and, like, a teeth brushing and hop right back in that bed and turn on the little shows that I need to watch. So I caught up with with Love and Hip Hop. I, like, was binging um, Real Housewives. Well, one way of self-care, that's... I, mean, I was like, that's
1: self-care. Yeah, no, it is self-care. It's okay. a way to self-care. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll be in the bed literally. I was in bed the whole day and night. And I took little naps whenever I felt tired. And then when it was time for bed, I went to bed. <laughs> so it was, I only got out of bed really to do the little things I mentioned before and to grab some food. But apart from that, you could not find me.
1: Did you feel tired the next day, or were you? did it kind of like interrupt your sleep pattern? Or so, your... like, today. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No. No, I didn't. Um, I don't feel tired at all. I feel, like, great, and I want to, you know, hop back in bed at, like, a good time so I can just continue the rest of the week. Even though, like, that was fun, though, I had some things to do at, like, externship, and, like, this is the second time we've gotten snowed out on, like, one of my busiest planned days, so, like, I'm just trying to work that out, but... I'm thriving. Um, A lesson learned from this week. Uh, I feel like I mentioned this a little bit before, like in previous episodes, but one theme or message that kind of came up this week is you really have to watch the people who speak into your life and who, like, try to give you advice because not all advice is truly for you. And some of that advice will just bring you down and... Because it's them projecting. Yeah. and has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And it'll totally just leave you happy it will leave you in a space where you've internalized what they said and you've gone nowhere um, and have accomplished nothing. So sometimes like you don't even have to say anything to the person. You literally can just look at them, take in what they need to say, but at the same time be thinking, I rebuke everything that you say and that has nothing to do with me. So good day, you know, and that's what I I had to do this past week with a little interaction.
1: I like that advice is not all, it doesn't always come from a good, a good place, a positive place. Sometimes it comes from other people's hurt. And yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with you. So with you. I agree with you. We really need to watch who we're asking advice from and critique mm-hmm. from because not everybody has good things. Well, it's not about the critique being good or not, mm-hmm. um, but it's about where is it coming from. Yeah, and Place sometimes we origin. don't even ask for it. In this situation, <laughs> this person asked me like,
0: "Oh, could I share some unsolicited advice?" And like a fool. I sat there and was just like, okay. <laughs> but when I received it, I was just like, no. Good day. Goodbye. Mm-mm. So. Like a fool. Like a fool. <laughs> I went and followed my heart and Matt got married to a Teddy fool. Teddy Wayne. I could have been married to the rich love of Teddy Wayne. <laughs> Let's see what happened to me. <laughs> well,
1: you going to get up out this closet and we going to serve this dinner? <laughs> but with i had hands held high and, and
0: kills us. us.
1: Beyond we all done this in so
0: long.
1: <laughs> by now, everyone listening. Reminder: you, If you have not seen, but Kingdom this come. Is the thing. This is what episode, forty three? If
0: you won't watch it by, by now, you will,
1: you will
0: never, 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 never watch it. it. Okay, come on, lyrics. Well, <laughs> Ooh, listen, if you have not watched it by now, you probably will never watch it, unless we host a viewing part 10.
1: Well, I was actually thinking about, it's, it's crazy you, you said that, because um, you know, it's going to be one year for us really soon. Yeah. So, maybe we can have um, something where we can invite, you know, people out to meet us somewhere to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be anything big or grand or you know, too formal, but um, the one year is coming up that hit me last week, and I was just like, wow. Yeah. Um, that's we can invite some of the people major. from
0: HIM, the HIM podcast, our girls at The Remedy, um, you know, the
1: folk on the street. Yeah, like just, hey. and they're, like, close, right? D.C., mm-hmm. New York, and, and Philly alight. Um, Shit,
0: we might as well invite Kid Fury and Crystal. Take a chance. Ain't no reward without risk. My God. Hey.
1: Kid All Fury, right. Come on through.
0: Come on through come on xd and jade come on getting grown
1: Everyone, come on the friend, friend zone, zone
0: that would be a cute ass party they ain't okay. Okay. i would have to find something cute to wear all right something sheer
1: yeah i would too the before <laughs> and after
0: okay you want to cut up that's fine let me stop no you want to get into a letter
1: yeah we have some listener feedback yes oh my goodness give us that feedback i
0: have to find like a t soundbite insert t soundbite
1: because it's tea
0: time at the hunger podcast okay (laughs) so we have somebody um write us in um one of our faithful listeners ej um and he's actually writing on behalf of a friend he gave us a full story so i'm gonna see if i can read fast and um
1: paraphrase. Get it through. Yeah.
0: I should have reviewed this so I could paraphrase it, but you know, didn't do my homework.
1: You didn't okay? do your homework. You didn't do the work.
0: Yeah. Alright, so he was just, um, <laughs> he, he jumped in and said, I would like to ask your advice about a situation a good friend of mine is going through with his former relationship. He listens to the show, and I have his permission to write you guys, since he believes y'all would be unbiased judges. Girl, we biased. It's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He thinks I'm too close because of our friendship. But anyway, uh, the situation is this. Let's call my friend Mark. Hey, Mark. Mark broke up with his boyfriend almost a year ago. They were together a total of nine years, which is literally almost a decade. Wow. (laughs) Nine years. During that nine-year run, they broke up three times previously, but Mark always went back. Mm -hmm. Alarm number one. Mm -hmm. This breakup has been the longest they've ever been apart. The usual promises of chains and declarations of love are what drew Mark back each time. This fourth breakup, which stems from the same thing as the previous three, Mark said this was the final straw. He couldn't do it anymore. He said his trust was finally broken and he had enough. Mark was continually finding evidence that suggested that his guy was cheating. I say suggested because Mark never walked in on him cheating or anything, and so for Mark, there was no... There was, there was a drop of doubt.
1: Okay. You don't have
0: to. So, did you catch that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll be confusing myself when reading. No, I can't. But the plethora of other stuff he came across strongly says the boyfriend is or was cheating. So, having reached his limit, Mark left him, and being one of his best friends, he's now living with me out here on the West Coast. That is a life change, child. Now, the problem is the, that a, the, the boyfriend, the best friend, is broke now up. broke up with his man and is moved. now moved to the West Coast, okay. which must mean the best friend got some coins because a move is not easy. Okay? Now, the problem is that a year has passed almost and Mark's ex is contacting him with the usual promises and declarations of love again. Yeah. Mark is actually considering going back to this man even though he himself will acknowledge that the relationship is not good. He let me listen to a call on speaker between the two of them that's problem number two okay let your friends support you but don't give them too much it was supposed to prove that the ex had changed or was remorseful or whatever but all i heard was how things are hard for the ex since mark left him he's having trouble paying bills and staying afloat they talked for about an hour and of that hour 10 minutes maybe was about how the ex still cares the rest was how he struggles to pay bills and he's lonely and he's been sick and Mark isn't there to take care of him. I told Mark what I heard and he thinks I'm jaded because I never really liked the ex anyway.
2: Mm.
0: Maybe. Mark has had a somewhat rough time getting used to life out here in the West and hasn't had and hasn't as yet excuse me and hasn't as of yet connected to being here. Plus the dating scene is different now from nine years ago and Mark is somewhat of an introvert. So finding someone to hang out with is difficult for I think this plays a big part in his considering going back. That relationship is something of a comfort zone, even though Mm -hmm. it's a toxic relationship. Mark is a grown man and will do whatever he wants to do in the end, but I told him not to go back to his ex and to give it a little more time and he'll adjust and connect to his life here on the West Coast. But like I said, he thinks I'm jaded, so what do y'all think? I just don't want my friend to go back to a toxic relationship, especially since it'll follow the same pattern and eventually go down the road, he'll leave again.
1: It's... it's it's definitely a pattern. This, this young man has moved out to LA to start a new chapter of his life. You are being introvert and you are unable to connect with this new community that you are now in because just like the letter said, you're holding on to this comfort of this past relationship. It's time to break the cycle. It's just really time to break the cycle. You have moved out to LA. You have physically, Taking yourself out of a situation and have moved hundreds, if not thousands, of miles away to be somewhere different, enjoy your new life. Of course, he's hitting you up now, cause you are you have a new life. He's struggling with his bills. He 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 he. Because of, now he's missing you. Let him miss you. Let him de- let him sit in that. Let him deal with that while you sit in it and you deal with it. Y'all need to just. I mean, I don't know, what do you think, P. Ryan? I feel like it's been a cycle and it's been going on too long. And after 10 years, if there's not a ring on the finger and we still doing the same thing and you're cheating on me, we haven't had an agreement to where we have decided to have an open relationship or or to be poly or whatever the case, it doesn't sound like this young man is into that because he has picked up and he has moved. So if you're not interested in an open relationship or in a relationship where... He can go off and do what he wants with other men, because niggas can't keep their dick in their pants. So if if, if he can't do that, then he need, let him sit in that and, and 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 enjoy your life right now. You out in L.A., my nigga. We just talked about a snow day. I w- L.A., nigga, en- enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It doesn't have to be permanent. You could, however long you decide to be out there. Do your thing. I just, uh, we hold on so much and we, and we let baggage keep us from, you never know what type of opportunities could be. P. Ryan, what, what are your thoughts? Um, so,
0: my initial thought was, where you fucked up is, this is going on the fourth time that you guys are kind of in and out. But that's just me coming from a judgmental place when the reality is, this, your friend, EJ, is not going to quit this relationship until he's had enough, right? Everybody else around you can have enough, but if you find a reason to get back into this relationship, even if you realize that it's toxic, it's not, you're not going to remove yourself until you've truly had enough, right? Or like, there will be no change until you've reached your threshold. So the fact that you're kind of considering going, or the friend is considering going back, or... He's gone through you know, four waves already of this kind of bullshit. He hasn't really reached his threshold. Um, some things, though, that I would be cautious of, looking back, you've spent nine years in this relationship. And you it seems like you really haven't gotten what you wanted out of it, right? Something to consider. Again, until you reach your threshold, you're going to be in that shit, right? Um, also, I was a little concerned about having moved to the west coast and oh it's hard to date out here i that sounds like you've literally moved from like one relationship and now you're trying to find another and so i think your friend should maybe take a a moment and like really be to himself not like being in a relationship yeah where was the part to really not even figure out the west coast west east north south any coast right what about just the moment to be by yourself and to figure out what it is that you want after nine years of investing in someone who didn't really invest in you wow. um also as I said before alarm number two EJ while I appreciate the fact that you sent in this letter on behalf of your friend um Little things like letting your friend listen to that conversation. While I get the support aspect of a friend, right? A part of me is in a space now where I'm just like, you can't give your friends everything, especially when it comes to relationships and like how you're processing them, right? Because you wind up with a, even though it's a very caring letter, you wind up with a letter like this is like, in essence, he, where you're asking for an objective view, but at the same time, this objective view is saying, tell my friend he needs to leave this nigga, right? So, I don't know. That, for me, was just a little weird. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I think. Like, I don't think EJ or jaded. you may not like this guy, and you may have good reason to not like him, um, but at the end of the day, your friend has to figure this shit out, right? I would say leave him. I would say don't, don't block him on everything. I would say do don't you, interact with him at all, but do at you. the end of the day, just it could be tomorrow, you right and now. you could send him a, A letter, and be like, I'm coming out to come reunite with you. Why? Why? Because you haven't reached your threshold.
1: Do you right now? That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Do you? And if that means you need to block him, or because you can't ignore his phone calls or his text, do whatever it is you need to do. Try to just be in your own space. It clearly it seems that you were hurt by something that he did. Yeah. So. I think it would only be respectful of him to just allow you time and space, whatever that is. Um, him being um, aggressive about what his needs are um, when he hasn't allowed you that time and that space, I think is, a, is just a red flag of you going back to the same thing that has caused this nine-year cycle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he clearly hasn't you know, learned from his mistakes and that he has to put you forward um sharing the phone conversation with your friend i mean that may not necessarily be him giving everything but i think patrick does have a point where you know we do have to have a a filter um about how much we do share uh, going i mean really with your check-in it's just like Some stuff you do want to just kind of like keep in process to yourself or, you know, filter out who you share things with. Um, Yeah.
0: And that's not saying your friend has uh, like bad advice or is kind of leading you down the wrong path because he could be leading you down, you know, the excellent path, but then at the same time, like when it comes to relationships and really important like decision making things, Sorry, excuse my words. It's late, y'all. But But the thing is, like,
1: we do, right? Yeah. We do. We have the friend Mm -hmm. that we do share a lot of shit with. I Mm -hmm. mean, let's just keep it real, right? We do do that.
0: I would just say the like, and it could be just the space that I'm in now, but when it comes to just important decision-making things like friends and, I mean, like relationships, yes, sharing some things with your friends and having, like, a wall to bounce some things off is cool but you always want to make sure the decisions that you're making are truly your decisions and are not informed mm-hmm. by what people on the outside looking in are seeing. So, yeah. Thank you so much, EJ. Appreciate for you. For the tea. For Give us an update. Tell us if yeah, you us are. advice was great, bad, Useless, Shitty, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, just let us know. Um, and then for you guys listening, if you felt that, you know, our advice is worth seeking.
1: Yeah, what would you give EJ? Yeah. What would you say to EJ's situation? Or maybe you've gone through a similar, similar one or know someone who's you know, gone through. What are your thoughts?
0: hunguppod at gmail.com, Twitter and Instagram at h-u-n-g-u-p-o-d.
1: Yeah, Facebook too.
0: Yeah, hit us up.
1: All oh, that good stuff. We appreciate all the feedback we get. Yeah. Seriously.
0: So, what do you have for us today?
1: Well, me and you recently checked out Giants, which is this web series on YouTube Mm -hmm. that's been out for over a year. I'm behind. (laughs) You're behind. But really, I mean, I looked at the views, like, it's still getting more viewership. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... This thing that's, I don't know, totally mainstream yet. I think people are still kind of discovering this. So you may be like P. Ryan and I, you know, either just getting into it because we just started watching it. We finished season one and um, we're just getting into season two. Or you may have heard of it and never took time out to really watch it because that was me a week ago. Mm. Like I heard of it, I knew it was like, you know, Issa Rae was affiliated with it. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? It's one mm-hmm. of those things that you hear or a friend tells you about it. And yeah. you kind of put it in the, yeah, I'll get to it <laughs> category um, in, your, in your mind. So Giants, uh, directed by James Bland. And executive produced by Issa Rae and Jesse Smellet from Empire, which really is a raw and real document, not a documentary, but a series about exploring and documenting the lives of three really, really close knit friends and all the giants. Um, that's where the title comes from. All the giants that they encounter as they navigate life, love, career, friendship. Um, social networking and things like that. I feel like Hung Up Podcast really relates to that because we, the Hung Up Podcast, P. Ryan and I always discuss the different types of giants. On every episode, we we discuss the giants that um, we, especially as black gay men, have to navigate. Um, But I think we also try to give prescriptions to overcome those challenges. Mm. So I really appreciate this body of work um, giants, and you know, even though James is not new to the game, P. Ryan, I honestly was not really familiar with him. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate and love discovering new art um, in whatever form it comes in, and it just so happens to be a YouTube series. I'm I know that there are a lot of YouTube series that are created by dozens and dozens of people out there. Mm-hmm. YouTube series is not something that <coughs> I've really gotten into, but. I have to say, watching Giants, I'm really, I really like the show. Yeah. And that tells me that there is really some great content and art being produced and made on YouTube. And you can't sleep on that shit. Right. So you how caught up are you with the show? So they just released.
0: Is it season two or season three? Two. Okay. So I think I'm, I need to catch up on season two. And I, you said it was like, what, five episodes out already?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the fifth one was released just a, a day or so ago. Yeah.
0: And so I need to catch up on that. But like, I have been interested in Giants for like a really long time. So I have these like phases I go through where I like try to, well, not try to, but like I just peruse through Instagram and like follow a whole bunch of like attractive men. And so in 2013, I follow James Bland and like I, that was at the time, I guess, where he was like just developing the show. And so, you know, he did a lot of like giveaways and like meet the cast and da, 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 um, depending on how much he kind of like funded his project. And so it was, it's really cool to kind of see how. Um, His journey of developing this show came about, and like how he went from you know really hustling to make this show a thing, to finally releasing like the first couple episodes of the series, to creating a whole season one, and like now collaborating with Issa, and he has stayed fine throughout all of it, the entire time. One of the few lanky men that I find absolutely delicious. So, (laughs) yeah.
1: So, when you first got into the and, and mainly the conversation will be about the first season, so we're 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 caught up on that, I know we're a little late guys, but um, let's just kind of like talk generally about the cast, the crew, and then you know also just some of the major themes that came up during the first season, and kind of how that applies to our current lives, um, or maybe you know some of the lives of the people listening. Mm-hmm. So when you first got into Giants, did anybody stand out to you as far as the actors go? Did Was anyone familiar, or were you just kind of like, hmm, discovering all new faces?
0: Well, I was definitely discovering all new faces, but you mentioned, did anyone stand out? And this kind of follows the theme. James <laughs> did. <laughs> and his character, Malachi. And I thought it was really interesting that Malachi was not only trying to figure out his life and like finding ways to hustle and that kind of re- resonated with me because you know although I'm not out here trying to survive in LA I am out here trying to survive as a student and so mm-hmm. like hustling and you know getting into a profession where you know you have to hustle therapy is a hustle a lot of therapists say that that part of the the narrative kind of sat in my soul um, but then it, I also love the character Malachi even more because while he was trying to figure out his own life and carry his own burdens, he was a source of support
1: I was just for about all to of say, his friends. He right? was, Yeah.
0: So there's so much strength in that character that you see from early on. So I just, I don't know, I'm obsessed. Yeah, hey I, I really,
1: <laughs> <laughs> shout out to James. He I really dig this character too. Um, someone who was just dealing with his own shit handling his own shit mm-hmm. but supporting um, the people around him he may not have had a lot but he still supported the people around him unconditionally and it's just always um, admiring to see a black man in that kind of position to be shown in that kind of light so it was very positive um, besides him I immediately uh, when v- Vanessa Baden um, I believe um, yes Vanessa Baden when she showed up on the screen she she plays like his uh, roommate/ mm-hmm. a uh, really close friend. I kept I, I couldn't figure out um, where I knew her from her face looks so familiar not that mature though I'm like I feel like I knew her at a younger age and I digged a little bit and it all made sense because I was a Nickelodeon kid. <laughs> so um, Kenan and Cal, that's where she's from. She played the little sister. Really? And she had a crush. I can't remember if she had a crush on Kenan or Cal. It depends on who's um, who was her brother. I, I can't remember. But um, you know, so she's been in the, in the game for a minute. That's awesome. Um, we're the same age because she was born at 85. Um I really enjoyed her playing a role and committing to it a hundred percent, and willing to tell the story that really reflects the story and the lives of a lot of black young men and women here in America that are dealing with different types of, um, you know, disorders, uh, mental, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that, that's definitely a struggle in the black community. Um, besides, you know, Vanessa Baden, when it comes to the cast and crew, of course, we got James Bland who plays Malachi. We have Sean Samuels who plays Aday, mm-hmm. I believe I'm pronouncing it yeah. right, which Love is also a close friend. Too. And he's, his chocolate skin is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really like him. Um, Maurice, <laughs> Jay Williams. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his first name right, M-O-R-I-T-Z, he plays Lawrence. Um, Will- William Catlett, who plays Flip, um, he is uh, Malachi's homeboy, and that they were actually the two brothers in the skit that we used to open the show, Malachi and Flip. Again, that was played by William Catlett. Um, Terrence Terrell, who plays Quasi, he is Adele's love interest and friend that he meets, um, you know, while he's out uh, dining in the first episode. And it's kind of interesting, their interaction, because Sean, I'm sorry, Adele, really comes on to Quasi in a very sexual way by asking him, you know, what was he into, which is like, you know, app lingo. You know, yeah. we've talked about that before. And Quasi really took offense to that and walked off. And it wasn't until later um, Quasi was leaving work and he saw him like hanging out on the corner waiting for his Uber. Um, he decided to walk up to um, Ade and took him home. And that's kind of what butted, their friendship. Because Kwasi is very out, yeah. very proud of who he is, and Ade is the total opposite. He's still searching and trying to find himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just mention a couple more. Uh, Joy, McEveline, I believe she plays Mallory. Um, she's the girl who's really like pissed off at a day because quote unquote he took her to a gay party. Yeah, and I she's giving that. him the cold oh. shoulder. She all this is going to come up in the conversation, y'all. So let yeah. me let me move quick. And last but not least, I wanted to mention Crystal Lee Brown who who plays Tamra who is Malachi's sister, who comes to visit, who is very much a holy roller. Mm-hmm. And she has some words for Quasi, being a proud uh, man of God and, being, and identifying as gay. So we'll get into that um, in the conversation as well. So you ready to jump in? Sure. So the setting is LA, they can't pay rent, they are struggling. He ends up escorting. He is Malachi. Mm. You know what I mean. Like, but you mentioned this a couple of minutes ago. Like, LA, Philly, DC, New York. No matter where you are, Atlanta, wherever you are, this is a common struggle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And I know there's a lot of memes out there. Um, We see them, we laugh at them, we 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 reshare them. Where it talks about, you know, I'm a dumbass for going to school and getting all this. Loan debt for education, where these bitches out here stripping, dropping it low. We retweet and comment on this shit year round. It doesn't get old, but I think for some people, it's some 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 realness to that shit. It is. You know what I can say as one who's struggling, (laughs) as
0: one whose hip is hurting right now. That dropping it low ain't gonna drop all the time. Okay, get your books. (laughs) Get your books. Stay (laughs) in the books.
1: Is that your recommendation, P. Ryan? Well, actually, no,
0: because I'm all about sex work. So hey, <laughs> I
1: don't know. P. Ryan, have you ever thought about just maybe one night, just going down to Magic City and you know on a Monday and Shaking you know turning it up with the with the um, Mary Janes on and show and, and, and really giving them a run for their money? Would you never thought about
0: that? Listen, I'm just gonna keep my ministry over here <laughs> and just say that I support all forms of sex.
1: Yes, and they need health care and they need support <laughs> yeah. and they need um, respect too mm-hmm. straight up mm-hmm. that's another episode close friend and roommate journey who I just um, talked about uh, Vanessa she's a really close friend of Malachi's she stays with him but she is I don't know if she is self-diagnosed because I don't remember her. Well, no, she does end up going to a doctor like later on in season one, I believe. Okay. But in the beginning, um, she discloses right away that she is a manic depressed. She she suffers from manic depression disorder. Um, And, you know, Vanessa, I'm sorry, Journey really struggles with getting out of bed sometimes. She struggles with dealing with life. She literally felt physical pain when she had to make everyday decisions that we as adults uh, are faced with and have to make. Um, what are your thoughts about like, her character? And do you think the people around her took her illness serious? Um, as
0: far as the character, I think the show does a great way of like representing an individual with a mental health disorder. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I like remember the episodes because I watched this season one like a minute ago. Oh, um,
1: okay, okay.
0: But I don't think people around her except for Malachi for the most part took it that serious. I think a lot of the scenes we see her and Malachi like figuring out um, how to deal how to with it. Um, her mental illness but I think by and large other people didn't understand like didn't she lose her job? Based on, I mean, like, not she being go. able to... Yeah. She couldn't go. She couldn't go,
1: right? But did she lose it? Yeah, she got fired. Right.
0: So, like, there was no kind of understanding, even though, like, very subtle, subtly communicated, right? There was little understanding about her journey in that sense. But, again, I really think um, the character Malachi really does, like, a, well, not necessarily does a great job, but, like, the way, the way their relationship is set up, like, he serves as, like, a support system for her.
1: So which is very opposite from what her sister does. Her sister actually screams at her in season one and tells her that she's using it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: basically, I need to watch this whole season again because there are so <laughs> many things that I completely just don't remember. But yeah.
1: Um, do you think that just as a going back to you know, taking it serious, do you think as a black community in general, do, do you think we take mental illness serious enough?
0: Hmm. I think that's tough to kind of determine
1: um,
0: because you can take something serious but not have, but not like put action towards it, right? So as far as like do we utilize mental health services or do we open up conversation for, um, conversation? do we open up conversation about mental health experiences or mental illness experiences, um, I would say like, Sweeping generalization. Sorry for it. Maybe not. But then I also saw like um, this Washington Post article from 2013 saying that more and more African Americans are utilizing mental health services. So mm. it's kind of hard. Like maybe we do take it serious and maybe we do see it as something to address. But like you know, maybe culturally we we're not used to like talking about things like yeah, that, or yeah. maybe there's like a discomfort around it. Um, I think even though in 2013 the Washington Post, you know shared that article right in 2018 there's so many other things that take priority over seeking mental health help right like paying the bills buying food taking care of kids doing whatever you need to do to the point where like seeking mental health help has become in a way a luxury so maybe we do take it seriously but like we don't have Mm -hmm. maybe like the resources opportunities whatever have you to actually Put that serious perception or serious takingness right, right. words. Sorry, but guys, other people, and put it to action because
1: we know the others are known to say like just figure it out, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and and but you know or get in line, you know what I'm saying? But it's having access to the line, mm-hmm. and I liked how you kind of broke it up and branched it out because it's many layers, and when you add historical context to it. Um, you know, we, there are reasons why, you know, there's a distrust with doctors in the black community, or there's a reason why, um, you know, we don't always go and seek um, health, um, you know, when we're supposed to or at the first time. I know that a lot of times, you know, depending on your faith, we tend to, you know, depend on, you know, praying through it. So, you know, sometimes religion, you know, plays a part into that. Sometimes playing, access to resources um plays a part in that and you and you brought that up a little bit too um we could want it but when the light's about to get cut off or when you're hungry when you're hungry it doesn't just take priority Mm -hmm. you know same thing with education you know you you can't if someone is suffering in their personal life if they're hungry if they're homeless if stuff is going on in the home and it's, you know, toxic, even relationships, it's, it's really hard to get through school, whether you're, you know, undergraduate or community college or if you're a graduate professional student, you know, those things can be really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of journey, season one actually ends with her, I would say Attempting suicide, but she, she stopped it. Yeah. You know, that she, really tough she show. had like a breakthrough at the, at the, at the very last moment. Um, and again, that just kind of goes back to being supportive. I think that we are taking better steps to look out for you. We're, we're taking better strides um, forward as far as making sure we look out for each other. Mm-hmm. And if I come to you, or if a friend comes to you and they disclose, like, listen, I'm, I'm suffering through something, um, to take it serious and try to help that person in any way that you can. And Malachi's character exemplifies that mm-hmm. in, in different ways.
0: Um, you mentioned kind of her sister not really being as supportive as Malachi, actually being kind of like the complete opposite, right? Um, and that kind of dynamic is, we can see that in different like real life relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So you you have someone who's dealing with a mental illness. You have some people who are there to support. You have other people who are just like you're just craving attention. Like, what is wrong with you? Snap out of it. Why do you think that is for some people? Like, why do you think some people view mental illness as you know being kind of attention seeking or just you know? or seeing someone going through mental illness as, you know, someone actually just needing to snap out and just be normal.
1: Like, yeah, because I think just like in this scene, it's because we make people wear their scarlet letter. We associate who people are today with what they've done in the past. And we hold on to things, and we label people, and we disregard people because of things. Because in this situation, I remember one of the scenes: the sister was going off about, you know, because Journey was like, "Sometimes I just can't get out of bed, sis," and she was like, "I didn't. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed because I have to do this, and I have responsibilities of doing that, and I have to take care of you, and I, 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 right? So it's just like this anger." Where it, it, it closes us off and it, you know, keeps us from being able to reach out and touch that person because we hold on to something. Something that they did or something that happened to us. We hold on to something and that prevents us from being able to really be there for that person 100%. Mm. What do you think?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure why, why people view it as kind of like, you're just taking, taking, taking. But maybe it's because, like, you know, those individuals really see it from, like, an eye viewpoint, right? It's not really taking the time to see what you're going through, but it's kind of taking the time to see what your mental illness is doing to me. And when you look at it from mm. that viewpoint, it's, it, it, it can be taxing, right? And it yeah. can be annoying, and it can yeah. be, like, why can why can't you stop causing me this stress me. with I. what you're going
1: through? Right. So well, we have to kind of like really let that go I, even something similar you know a close family member went through something recently and now they're getting care from you know a lot of family members because they can't do a lot on their own and it's really tough for them To be able to allow people to take care of them and be there for them without them being like angry, um, and like going off about different things, and I had to have a, I had a moment where my family members be like, listen, you gotta just let that go. That anger is coming from such and such place. You gotta ignore that. You gotta stay focused on what the bigger picture is. And sometimes, like when we're hurting, we hurt other people. Don't take it personal. One of the four agreements, well, five. We made five. Yeah,
0: <laughs> always mind your business.
1: But don't take it personal, even though someone may be coming at you with some bad energy, we're ready. We're always ready to defend. We're always ready to defend. Um, I think we really can be helpful in a lot of situations. If we can just be like, you know what fuck was being done to me and how I feel, I gotta, I gotta think beyond that. I gotta, I gotta let that go to, to, to really go beyond that. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Malachi does that. (laughs) She don't pay rent. (laughs) He stays with her.
0: (laughs) He really isn't supportive. So
1: he lets things go that maybe some family members or friends wouldn't let go because they feel like it would be a personal attack against them or a disrespect against them. When really it's just like this person is suffering and they need help in this moment. And I think a lot of us are so quick to let people go. And, you know, they could end up out on the street or wherever in a in a, in a worse off situation, mm-hmm. just because people were pissed off at them. You know, maybe they are taking 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 from you, but it's because they may they have a mental illness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My dad used to get mad at the little dog, his dog. I'm like, Dad, it's a dog. <laughs> They're gonna mm-hmm. do dog things. Mm-hmm. You can only get but felt so frustrated at it. When it does something that you don't like, mm-hmm. it's a dog. So speaking of religion, um, Malachi's sister uh, has some interesting words for day's boyfriend, Quasi. In one of the scenes, um, they were kind of like sitting around talking. And he brought up, you know, that he recognizes and acknowledges that he's a child of God. And she was just kind of like, whoa, but you're gay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was like, yeah. And she was just like, the two can't go together. I thought his response was really interesting. His response was very much cool, calm and collected. I'm not going to take on the negative bullshit you just projected my way. Cause that's all sure. about you and nothing about me. And he kind of like just stood in his truth. Not only did he do that, he didn't treat her different afterwards. Very friendly exchanges afterwards. Um, what, what was your thought about that that particular scene with the sister? Because she was like, I can't remember, she was like there like, kind of like checking on Malachi, mm-hmm. seeing he, what he was up to. She thought he was selling drugs. Um, what, what were your thoughts about that?
0: I think scenes like this, scenes like the ones we talked about before, or why like Giants is such a great series because it really touches on everything. Um, when it comes to the interaction between Quasi and um, Malachi's sister, I think Malachi's sister, I'm not gonna say she's representative of everybody in the church because that's clearly not true. But there are some people who, you know, hold on to religion and see um, certain identities, certain Behavior, certain whatever, as barring you from really being the child of God that you profess to be, Mm -hmm. right? And and in the same vein, are very blind to other identities, other behaviors, other what have yous, um, and don't see those other things as like not being affiliated with God or being affiliated with God. Or you see where I'm trying to go, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. But I really thought that Quasi's response um, was dope. Like, what what good does it do to combat evil with evil, right? You can be frustrated with the foolishness put on you, or projected on you, but at the same time, like, where, where would the situation have gone if Quasi had, you know, turned up on her, right? It would have only proved her point that he isn't someone who, you know, is worthy of the title, a child of God, and that the fact of the matter is or what I believe to be true is we are all children of God no matter your identity no matter the things that you do no matter you know what you have done in the past like that doesn't change who you belong to Mm -hmm. and whose you are so hope that makes sense again it's late y'all I'm probably just talking gibberish gibberish
1: (laughs) (laughs) no I fucks with that I fucks with that
0: Mm-hmm. And when, And I think it highlighted the fact that Quasi was so, you mentioned that he was very out, right? But I like to look at out as also being very sure of who you are. yeah, right? And when you because really, he was,
1: he was very confident.
0: Mm-hmm, and when you know we've you and I, Eric have gotten have taken time to really get to know each other. And I feel like when you're sure of who you are, like little things like this, yeah, they can be annoying, right? You can acknowledge that, right? talk about the situation with the church that can be very annoying but when you know who you are it's going to take a lot more to sway that Mm -hmm. and it's going to take a lot more to have you act out of character right so this bullshit will come to you in different forms in different ways in different you know situations but at the same time because you are sure of your identity and who you are and whose you are you're able to be like you know what let me just be chill right and that lack of reaction was Probably what shook Malachi's sister, and will shake a lot of the saints who are trying to come for you.
1: <laughs> That's a word. I hope y'all got that. And y'all were taking notes. Yeah. So. What about? What do you think? Oh. It's <laughs> so like, fine. I was about to move on, and you were like, "So, what do you think?" <laughs> I really feel like you really laid it out you put it, you laid it out so beautifully. Because there's always going to be someone who will judge you, um, who will disagree with you, and I don't think we should live our lives according to what other people approve of or disapprove of. You have to be, you have to love yourself so much. I remember, I think this was yesterday, I was looking in the mirror and I was, um, (laughs) I think was shaping my beard up. I remember telling myself like, there's nothing better than loving yourself, Eric. Truly, just falling in love with yourself, everything mm-hmm. about yourself. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's the best thing in the you world can do. to be yeah. able to do that. And when someone comes at you with some bullshit, you can have a reaction like Quasi. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's about who you are as a God, you know, God and Christ, or I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> it's the alcohol. You better get your life. I said God and Christ. <laughs> Church of God in Christ. Church of God in Christ. <laughs> who you are as a child of God, that's what I meant to say. Or just who you are, you know, what you've accomplished in life and your family at work and your social spirit, whatever. When you fall in love with yourself, you can have a reaction like quasi.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? So I think, you know, she she definitely represented a big part of the homophobia that exists in the black gay community. Um, Because a lot of it is reflected off of the church. Mm. Um, Particularly against gay men, you know, gay black men. Even outside of that, black men are held to some really like awkward and weird masculine standards Mm. that if they don't meet them, they could be labeled gay or, you know, soft or a sissy, you know, or a fag, you know, all these different terms.
0: Shout out to my sissies, okay? Shout out to let's my Let's
1: keep fag. it soft. Hashtag keeping it
0: soft. Keeping it soft in springtime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how
1: we keeping it. So Journey had a tender date gone bad. Are apps still a thing, P. Ryan? Or are we still using apps? According to my phone, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All of them. Okay? Want me to list
0: them out for you?
1: Which ones are we using?
0: We are using Tinder, Jack, Seeking Arrangement, because we always looking for a sugar daddy. Growler, Grinder, Scruff, Scruff, and Chappie. And I still can't find a man. So what is wrong with me?
1: Okay. It's awesome bullshit and a waste of time, basically. That's, that's what it comes down to. Um, do in the apps do different apps have different expectations? Yeah, like that's
0: why I got all of them. <laughs> Depended on my expectation
1: for the day, you have to diversify your portfolio. Yes. <laughs> so journey has a Tinder date gone bad. Not originally in the beginning, but ultimately it goes bad. And to sum it up, really, you know, she met someone. It was a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. They were in love. They were falling asleep on Facetime. Um, I can't Facetime. Facetime. (laughs) They they were falling asleep on Facetime. I am from Maryland, y'all. So it does come out sometimes. They they're falling asleep on Facetime. So it's just like they doing a lot, Mm -hmm. right? And then he leaves, but he ends up coming back with a girlfriend.
0: Well, at least he came back, y'all.
1: But I feel like a lot of people can relate to that scene when it comes to the app, like the social, the social world around apps. Meeting someone, going through three weeks of greatness if it's three weeks, and then. Ultimately, getting ghost or dumped.
0: Yeah, that's so real. Because literally on these, this apps, happens all the time. People sell you a full dream sometimes, and
1: it's just but like, they, because they can.
0: Yeah, and it's like you don't have to sell me shit. You could just be like, Nah, I'm good.
1: That's why I feel like we gotta stop investing so much in these apps because they can. Yeah, now, they now can I'm using sell them for the fun. Stream.
0: I'm literally using them for like the type of conversations that I can have. You know, the exchange of pictures. Just, and and like, you know what? It and that, and that was gonna be my comeback. It serves a fun purpose.
1: And that was gonna be my comeback. Sometimes, it, it, you use it for exactly for what it is, mm-hmm. but acknowledge it for what it is. So that way we can stop getting hurt out here, y'all. If you know it's trash, and stop, and stop, you, don't set yourself you up. know, yeah, all all types of setups. Stop getting robbed. Stop getting your Stop getting contracting STDs. From yes, strangers. getting robbed, bitch. T- yeah, you don't. <laughs> no, people yeah, I know. Yeah, from meeting up on these apps, like you know what I'm saying. Like we gotta, we gotta be careful out here, y'all. Yeah, seriously.
0: Has journeys experience ever happened to you?
1: Getting ghosted from an app, mm-hmm. yeah. I've had conversations, um, you know, that have completely gone nowhere when I was on the apps, um, or you know, the conversation may have gone really well on the app, mm-hmm. and then we took it to texting or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That conversation is going pretty damn well. And I've been in situations where people have literally, like, I, we're meeting up. Okay, we, we determine a place and a time. And they just
0: don't show up. Well, baby, at least you knew not to waste your time then, right? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I, I have to look back and laugh, okay? What happens when the nigga that you have been texting takes you on dates and then just completely disappears, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember one, this was probably one of the few. The other, I've been on two app dates. One was going to catfish. And I had to call my homie Nunu and cuss somebody out. Right? I had to use the best of my sounding board. Shout out to you, Nunu. Love you. But there was another one who this young man was like, in a way, it, right? Came from like a political background family from Potomac.
1: Okay. All right. This season, the real
0: House on the House real House. T Ryan of Potomac. Okay, <laughs> I had it set. <laughs> he he played rugby yeah. up here. He was into kind of like law and you like, setting up your storyline. Listen, I was setting up my whole life.
1: Okay, what would have been your like? What's the like intro when the ladies come in and do the intro when it's just kind of like you know. I'm the boss, so be careful. Okay. What can they say? Or you might get fired. Listen. What would have been your intro?
0: I may be dating a lawyer, but I lay <laughs> down the law.
1: <laughs> I'm, so, I'm done with you.
2: I hate you. I really do.
1: <laughs> go ahead. Go on. Go on. So, <laughs> so we literally went
0: on one date. Boom, boom, boom. It was great. Had me all sorts of hours out at the night. You know what I mean? Up in Northern Liberties. We're out here drinking all these margaritas, having a cute old time. Plants me a good wet one, right? And I'm just like, oh my goodness, this nigga's my husband. So then, date number two, he it was my birthday, and he decided to take me out, right? We had a good time. The restaurant was a little whack, but I forgave it because the rest of the night was a good night. Yeah. After that, did I hear from the young man ever again? No.
1: It's <laughs> not. I did not. What were your thoughts? Like, what were your feelings? So
0: major red flag so I didn't know where the second date was going to lead to he did tell me that he was still living with his ex so when I got ghosted I was kind of just like okay so he probably just with his ex but common courtesy right if I'm living with my ex and we happen to get back together or whatever that fizzled out relationship is came back together I would just be like yo this is what the deal is like to just up and leave I think is cowardice but I learned through that experience and through the catfish experience, right? Shout out to that one because I was a mess. These apps, you got to just take them for what they are. They're a joke, right? So you got to just play the game, join in on the laugh, and if it leads to something cool, if like if it leads to a Ken and Maurice situation from our Black Love episode, mm-hmm. great. If it doesn't, okay, keep it moving because you're still a bad bitch.
1: ChristianMingle.com doesn't work out for all of us. Listen. So a day took... His home one of his homegirls out um that he works with in like the dance um community, uh took her out on like a date and it ended up at one of these DC sex parties. <laughs> so, it wasn't a DC sex party, but they ended up at like this gay house party apparently. She was completely like over it, right? Like she she walked out, she left. Um, when they rolled up to the party, and since then she was giving him like the cold shoulder. Yeah. Um. And she really treated him really, 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 really mean. Um, but no, she was like straight up over him. I'm hold on. Let me let me actually get her name real quick. That was a uh, Mallory played by Joy, uh, Mick. Evelyn. She was really over a day taking her to this gay party. He, you know, he claimed he didn't know that it was gonna it was gonna be a gay party. He knew. He didn't know. You knew. He said he didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. He didn't know. I didn't know. He didn't I know. Didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I wanted to ask you, you know, is this a classic example of how some black women respond to black men being sexually fluid or in a day's case just confused? Trying to find his way, trying—I mean, do black—do do black men even have space to be confused? I mean, we definitely suffer <laughs> when we come out as gay, when we proclaim who we are. But to even be in that middle gray area where we're just trying to figure shit out—you know—we could be labeled and 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 shamed and and disrespected,
0: specifically by black women,
1: by black people so in our community, our black women, absolutely. I don't
0: want to. Give a definite answer right now because I think that question is such a great topic for to be discussed with at least one or two other Black women in the
1: space. That would be a great episode. Yes, and like I
0: know we've talked about
1: this from I like, like the jump,
0: but like, yes, I I really feel right. like we have to get at least one or two, at least two Black women in the space to kind of balance the dynamics for sure. That'd be a and great really episode. talk about the relationship. But just give us
1: a snippet of I'm sure you have like a. A thought about it.
0: Why? Um, what was your question one more time?
1: So, in particular, because we're talking about the show, do you feel that Mallory's response to a day is common? Is it typical?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because we've talked about men not being able to have room to be sexually fluid. Black gay men. I can say... Or black men, I'm sorry. In interacting
0: be, with the black straights or the black cishet women that I know it's not common from my experience right but when I peek on Twitter (laughs) Twitter. and other places right (laughs) like other uh, social media outlets or what have you Mm -hmm. it seems like that you know that idea is out there that kind of reaction is out there which is why I would love to have you know two black women just here to kind of
1: talk about talk that. about how
0: they view it.
1: So anyone listening you feel qualified?
0: Oh, trust me. I know some to black women who, who want to have that conversation. Email us
1: at thehunguppod at gmail.com Dot com! Um, I, I use the word some when I describe this because in my personal experience, some 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 black women have had a very negative response um w- you know women that i've known personally and you know women that i don't know mm-hmm. have had a negative response to it others have an expect i feel like some have an expectation of or had an expectation of how i should be because i'm a gay black man
0: yeah
1: why are you not acting this way which is kind of like this
0: because we're not Out. a monolith. Thank
1: hey, you. Hey. You just, you basically just summed it up. Um, so I've, I've experienced a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think going back to my original, cla- you know, question about you know classism, I think it can, you know, kind of show up in different ways. Yeah. Um, in our organizations, in our fraternities, in our churches, in mm-hmm. our communities, all of that. And and I really feel like that's been an ongoing conversation here at the Hung Up Pod. So, for final thoughts, um, I just wanted to say, uh, P. Ryan already mentioned episode five of season two, um, just posted a few days ago. You guys should definitely check it out. P. Ryan has to go back and, you know, rewatch the the first season. Because it came out a
0: while ago, like a long, long time ago.
1: Yeah, but I would really like to know what the listeners' feedback is on uh, season one. If you've seen it, please email us at hunguppod at gmail.com. Um, I'm definitely a fan of James Bland now. We said it before. So, thanks. So, I, I plan to stay caught up um, on what what... You know he's going. That really threw me off. And you know he's Greek. (laughs) He is. He he is Greek. Um, So shout out to Malachi. Yeah, Shout out to James Bland.
0: James Bland. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, holla back. Okay. Yeah. So let's move into the hung,
1: hop. All hail to the queen, P. Ryan. Okay. She was, her and blue were looking really great. Let at me tell the, you, I want to borrow
0: that uh, metallic wig, blue hat, okay?
1: 2018 Wearable Art Gallery. Um, they really looked amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Her and blue. So apparently this was created and inspired by the mother, uh, Tina Knowles. Mm. Um she wanted to invite guests from all over the place to dress as characters from Wakanda. That was the theme oh. of the wearable art gala. Yes. Um. So, it was only fitting that Bay and and Blue went as as queens. Yeah, from, from one queens. of the tribes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, one of the royal <laughs> families. Okay, I see you.
1: So, L did a really decent review on the event, and they talked a little bit about Beyonce in Blue's dress, and I wanted to share that. Um, Beyonce's custom dress um, she wore was created by Shane Peacock. Um, the inspiration came from Nubian queen, Aman Ish Akaheto.
0: Hey, you better come with this
1: language. I had to. I had to go slow, y'all. Okay. And probably still got it wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got it right. <laughs> but she was a Nubian queen, powerful woman who led Nubian people as their warrior queen. Um, he created an 11 foot 3D train, which was to highlight her Nubian royalty. Yes, you know it we took, love a train. Yes. L <laughs> goes on to say it took 35 workers. In 10 days to complete the gown okay. that queen mother wore um, now my computer is like acting crazy I wanted to give y'all some about they have some information about blues dress but anyway I just wanted to shout them out super, they look great um, you know mother just she always posts great she gives us great Instagram mm-hmm. Instagram is like her thing Beyonce
0: created Instagram She. <laughs> yeah I believe did you see her picture today? With the dark lip and didn't the... Mi- the
1: ooh, didn't ooh. miss it. Beyonce! Didn't miss Don't it. Don't play with
0: me. <laughs> yes, she did that. She really did. And um, have you decided on the concert? Because now all ticket sales are released.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking at Philly and I'm also looking at Houston. I know we talked about that on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to talk, to talk to you about that like off air. Okay, so um, while you're looking
0: at Philly and Houston, I'm looking up. Because that's where my help's going to come from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's just all I could do. I could look up.
1: (laughs) All right. So, and what else we got for hung pop? I wanted to mention the young man. One second. Still going, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, I also wanted to mention uh, the killing of 22 year old Stefan Clark. A Sacramento police officer shot him over 20 times um, in the backyard of his grandparents' home on this past Sunday night. He was um, allegedly a suspect for breaking windows. Breaking windows and there was a helicopter flying over a neighborhood and they just noticed a black man in a in backyard and they labeled him as a suspect. Police surrounded him and what we know at this point is that he was shot 20 times and he's dead. Um, the police say that they shot at him because they, because they thought he had a weapon. It turns out he had a cell phone in his left hand or his right hand. I'm not sure. Um, but it's just really sad. The videos are, have been released. The police officers had body cams on. And the, hi- the helicopter the enti- filmed the entire thing from beginning to end. Um, it's just really unfortunate that he went from being a suspect of breaking windows to, to dead. Um, I did some trolling on Twitter and also on Instagram when this story first broke on Sunday, and you know, some, some people were commenting, and, and I really have a problem with this type of attitude and mentality of, you know, black people need to know how to act when they get pulled over by the cops. I really I really have an issue with that. I, I remember um, one day, this wasn't too long ago I was in my car. And a commercial came on. It was a local commercial here in Philly. And this black man was basically giving black people tips and coaching them on how to be a good old boy when the cops pull you over. And how you have to exude all of this respect and don't look them in the eye. And you have to do this and check that just to make sure that you make it out of the situation alive. Which, you know, is a reality. But it just really, it really just sat with me, and it just really bothers me that blacks have to be coached on how to behave when, and how to be nice when we're approached by, by cops. Um, one guy mentioned on Instagram that he should have had his hands up. He should have known better. He should have known how to react. And I just really completely disagree with that because we, we see the video where white people can literally become belligerent and physical with cops and get treated with the utmost respect Mm -hmm. and tender, love, and care. And it's just like we always have to uphold and respect the law in a different way than other people have to. And even if we do that, we know um, you could still lose your life. So I just want to take a moment to respect and and, and mention his name. because you know Sacramento's on fire right now. You know people are pissed off, and rightfully so. And the family wants answers. Um, so you know I just wanted to speak his name.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, one last thing I wanted to touch on for Hung Pop. Last week we talked about Love and Hip Hop. As I mentioned before, I was able to watch um, the entirety of Love and Hip Hop Miami, um, and. I just wanted to kind of like revisit the whole Bobby Light situation. Um, Last week we talked about how he said that, you know, he prefers like a masculine man on the Breakfast Club. And it just made me really think about in the past week preference um, and, you know, what's kind of wrong with preference or what's right with preference. And so the way I see it now is, you know, I had an opinion about Bobby Light kind of saying that. And to be honest, I'm in a space now where I'm just like, you know what? Bobby Light's preference is a masculine-presenting man, right? Um, I was listening to the Him podcast, and they, you know, posted a timely episode recently about preference. And um, Aaron, one of the four guys on the show, basically said that, you know, while it's not ne- inherently wrong or necessarily wrong to have a preference, right. sometimes we have to unpack where that preference comes from, and if we, or where that preference comes with an S. And when we really choose to unpack that, we begin to see that, you know, that preference may come from a historical place of bias or it may come from, you know, a prejudice that we've been kind of raised to have.
1: Or self-hatred.
0: In my mind, where I took that further, though, was like, well, what if we're okay with that? Right. If we're completely fine with saying, okay, I prefer a masculine presenting man. And yeah, that comes from the fact that I don't want to be seen around. You know, with someone who's more flamboyant or feminine presenting, because that's how I've been raised to kind of see that as negative. Like, who am I to kind of say that's wrong? Right? I, it's it's hurtful to the group that you're rejecting. Absolutely. Is it cool? Uh, not really. But if that is you, if that's how you're wired, yeah. and if that's what you accept as your preference, your C's, Yeah.
1: I think. Who are say- me to judge? You know? I think people get really offended when they feel excluded,
0: specifically like the fat and femme, right? And as one who you know tries to hold up the fat and femme flag, you know, because I try to identify with that community, um, it is hurtful when you are on the apps or when you are in different spaces and you know people really won't vibe with you because you know your your titties are a little too jiggly or like your stomach is a little too big, or they won't vibe with you because instead of wearing a jersey and a snapback in tims you want to put on, like, you know, a four-inch heel, a tight jean, and a lace shirt. Come so on, it's like...
2: it, on, it is. Back.
0: There is, like, some hurt with that, right? It doesn't feel good. We all want to feel loved. But at the end of the day, there's gonna be somebody out there who'll fuck with you, right? And those who don't want you, that just won't want you. Maybe that's not who you need to be running after. <laughs> it sounds very... I'm making it sound really easy, and I know it's not. But... That's just another processing that I had this week, continuing from the conversation from last week. So,
2: yeah.
0: And I thought because it's Love and Hip Hop, it was a good segue between the Hung Pop and Hung Music.
1: <laughs> Before we get to the Hung Music, some Hung Pop honorable mentions. Um, pray for Trump, y'all. He recommended the death penalty for drug dealers.
0: Mm. I know the Bible says pray for your enemies, but I'm going to have to pray for myself so that I can pray for that enemy. All right.
1: Okay. Well, you guys have it. Mm-hmm. Um, keep Uber in prayer as well. They have auto. It's an auto Uber car. That's that's some scary shit to me. They have cars out here that are automatically mm-hmm. driven. Um, they kill somebody. Uh, a couple of days ago an auto Uber car ran somebody the fuck over what? and killed them so we're gonna keep Uber in prayer uh,
0: this artificial intelligence and hopping in transformers and all that shit it's not gonna work it's okay
1: not, well it's not working did
0: you hear the thing where they said that they were trying to shut off Alexa or whatever sound system they were trying to shut off and it just kept laughing oh, that's yeah.
1: demonic <laughs> okay that ain't nothing okay, from the that's, funny. that's, that's from the pits of hell it it's yo, demonic demonic Mm-mm. that's hilarious okay um, spiritual wickedness in technological places <laughs> right the spirit and pray mm-hmm. for Mississippi last but not least they are trying to pass a no abortion law where after 15 weeks you can't have abortion even if in instances of rape Mercy. they don't want women to really do anything out in Mississippi okay. and so, not
0: and not acknowledging the fact that they're going to have abortions if they want to Right. you're just limiting their opportunity to have safe abortions I was going to say in
1: a more destructive way I think the movie was If These Walls Could Talk. Listen,
0: just throw the whole government away. Okay? Start from scratch. Bring back Obama and Biden. And just start start again.
1: Start fresh.
0: Foolish. <laughs> anyway, what's with the hung music? Because it's getting kind of late.
1: So, <laughs> I, I recently um, Shaka Khan had... Shaka Khan! <laughs> <laughs> My girl! <laughs> it's, it's, um... She had a. Sorry. I,
0: yeah, you feeling a little shocker right now?
1: No, no.
0: Everything is shocker. Everything is shocker. Hey.
1: She oh, had a, a recent blue. performance that was really made the headlines. And because not, it was so good? Not in a good way. Was she high as shit? Well, yes. people were asking, wondering <laughs> if she was high, if she was drunk. She did a lot of strange things on stage. You guys can Google the videos. Oh my gosh. Um, She was sweating a lot. She was walking on and off That's stage. That's not fair because you know I'd be sweating up a storm. She was mumbling <laughs> her lyrics. Maybe it's mumble rap. Okay. Um, <laughs> she was just doing some really, really strange things. But I think really the attention is coming from Shaka. this is not the first time we've seen you like this, girl. Okay, there is proof not on only YouTube. that, you have even said yourself that you've had your own issues with drug addiction, being in and out of rehab. She's
0: the one who put Mickey Howard on. Okay, well, that love man. was definitely under new management, <laughs>
1: and it was white, <laughs> white, <laughs>
0: white. Okay,
1: you know, the performance really got some bad reviews. People actually were walking out of the. Vi- I think I believe the yeah. venue was Jazz Gardens. Um, people were walking out. It was a really bad performance and um, people were really concerned. She has since released a statement saying that she was neither drunk nor Nor high. high. Okay. Because what? Because crack is whack. Natural reaction from the Novocaine. Because I can't what? Get drunk? Or do drugs? She wasn't drunk or high. She was just numb. And for those of y'all that know Jackie's back, you know that was from our girl, Jackie's Back.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Because I can't do drugs. Oh. I can't drink or do drugs. <laughs> I can't even get it out. Clearly, I'm doing both. Oh. But, well, you going to have me bleeping out this whole episode, <laughs> okay? Because you don't want your tea out here in these streets. Clearly, drinks. I'm a mess. So, we're just praying for you, Shaka.
0: You <laughs> Yo, we got a live studio audience tonight, okay? The doctor is in the building. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, Shaka, we praying for you always, okay? Maybe you just got to go through the fire one more again. Through the fire, through the limit, through,
2: through the, the walls. walls. <laughs> okay. I gladly.
0: You know what part I love on that song when she was like, you touch me. Oh wait, no. It's, I you look in your eyes, eyes and, and I, I can, can see, see. you love so dangerously but you're not trusting your heart, heart to, to anyone. Your heart. <laughs> yes, Chaka. Touch me and something lets me know. Oh, is that what she said? What I can have with you. <laughs> You oh better boy. sing Soprano You better sing doctor And I'm not ready To kiss that dream Goodbye, Goodbye. Hallelujah Oh You know We could sing Shaka For the rest of the night But We're running late <laughs> Okay
1: Yeah cause you was just like Cause it's late What else are we talking it about It's
0: late <laughs> What else we got I'm For like, the
1: music what the hell? <laughs> i hell Can't make this stuff up y'all You know
0: bitch Just gotta get up early I cannot early. make
1: this stuff up I got the job to go to <laughs> Y'all heard it. I can't. So to wrap our music up, I wanted to ask, who's in your on your playlist right now? Who I'm are you listening still
0: to? Still stuck on PJ Morton. Okay. I've been listening to some Sarah Vaughn. Um, still listening to some uh, Cecile McLorin Salvant. And on the gospel tip, Sean Tillery and Change just released um, their new single. Um, I choose Jesus or I'll take Jesus and it is super dope so mm. yeah giving you some like old school for those of you in the gospel circles some old school James Hall is so good I'll take Jesus Sean Taylor and change
1: so he's a gospel artist
0: mm-hmm. what does it profit a man that like gospel to know. gain the world
1: okay <laughs> amen what about you so, speaking of gospel, um, Snoopy Dog. I've been really digging playlists. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Pandora playlists. The Marvin Sapp Radio has been giving me my gospel life. Oh, I
0: thought
1: you were going to say um, Snoop Dog and his gospel album. Marvin Sapp Radio, Jasmine Sullivan Radio on Pandora mm. has been giving me my life recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as artists go, I've been re- checking out Masego or Masego. Um, he is really dope. Um, he does a little bit of everything. He plays instruments. Um, he has a great voice, and he's really dope. So yeah. if you guys don't already know him or listen to him, you should definitely check him out. Um, for our Philly listeners, Pink will be here on April thirteenth. Oh,
0: wonderful! So if you're
1: into her, she will be at the Wells Fargo on April thirteenth. So make sure you secure your ticket. Okay.
0: So, so, are you hanging up or hung up?
1: Do you want me to go first? Uh-huh.
0: I don't care. You want me
1: to go? Yeah, you go ahead. I
0: am hung up on Lena Waith, okay? Um, Lena Waith is a writer, she's an actress, she's a producer, um, and she's recently a cover model for Vanity Fair. Um, Lena Waith was the first black woman to get an Emmy Award for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy ser- Series for her Thanksgiving episode um, on the show Master of None. She's also written for slash produced uh, Dear White People and most recently The Shy. Um, what's so epic oh, about her being on this Fair is that she is providing so much representation, not only for this first Black Woman Emmy um, title, but also being just like an openly... Gay slash lesbian black woman um, owning her identity, owning um, her experiences, and really kind of showing what the work that she's put in to be thirty three now and to reach this level of success. That's so, so yeah. Shout out to her. I'm you know this has been kind of like a producer writer actor themed episode. Um, so to yeah. go from James Bland to Lena Waithe, I think is um, <clears throat> super appropriate.
1: That's really dope. And speaking of James Bland, um, I was hung up this week on folks like James Bland. Yeah. People who just go and do what they want instead of waiting for someone else to either create an opportunity for them or to hand them an opportunity, wait to land an opportunity, which over time can become really frustrating and tiring. Um, So I just really wanted to be hung up on... People who go after theirs—you are really an inspiration um, for me, for the people listening, for the people who are watching, um, for your family members, for your friends. You really are an inspiration. Just make sure you reach back and give back, um, and you know whatever that looks like for you. Um, just make sure you, you make time to be able to do that. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that my line brother, who you know just recently flew in from out of town to do some promotion on this book. Um, You know, we've been spending a lot of time together. And yesterday, he said some shit to me that really resonated with me. He told me to take time to figure out what gift it is that I can offer. All right. What it is that I can market and capitalize on that. And I really appreciated those words of wisdom. And I really wanted to share that with everybody listening because, you know, a lot of people don't take time out to really just focus in on you yeah. and say, you know what? This is how you can move forward and better yourself in your situation. And I appreciate people like my line brother, Dr. Ray Warren, and you know, just everybody out there who's doing their thing and, and creating an opportunity like Dr. Warren, creating their own opportunity and really just inspiring us out here to to follow behind and do the same thing. Um, We talked about James. We talked about Issa. We talked about a lot of people in this episode. Black excellence that are really paving the way and making room for us. Because there's room for everybody. No matter what you want to create. I think it's just important that we open up and just be willing to share that with one another. Mm -hmm. Don't leave anybody behind. Or try... Even if it's one person... Try to bring somebody with you. Try to change somebody's life because black folks are out here hurting, and if we don't help ourselves, nobody else gives a damn about us. So if we don't give a damn about ourselves, nobody else nobody else does. So we have to look out for each other, whether that's in our fraternity circles, whether that's in the church community, whether that's in you know a colleague, whether that's in the classroom. If there's a mentor, a teacher, a professor that you want to cling on to, cling on to somebody. And and really allow yourself to fill them up and allow them to fill you up yes. and be a blessing to each other.
0: Somebody say cling! <laughs> Clink, you're not gonna say cling? Oh clean. Hey! Alright. Amen. Morning, man. <laughs> so this is has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. Find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N.
1: I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E Dante Cole.
0: Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D, Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod.
1: Send all your emails, all your love, all your feedback, advice, tea. To, tea. Absolutely. Green tea, black tea. Earl Grey. What's the tea? Earl Grey. Black. Shout out to Lady Grey. Mandarin orange tea, Okay. That.
0: Okay, so you just going through all the tea. Two. And you didn't, you didn't say jasmine. Okay.
1: Jasmine tea as well. Okay. Or to chamomile. <laughs> chamomile, <Mitch>. y'all. <laughs> or if it's just some ginger and honey. Whatever you went to. Okay. Send whatever all the budget shit. can afford.
0: Okay? <laughs> Not everybody can do Tasso.
1: Everybody ain't able. <laughs> Send it to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you.
0: And thank you in <laughs> advance for your... Your rates, reviews, your five stars, your ten stars, all the stars you can give us. Um, Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere that you can find a man who will take you on two dates and then ghost you.
1: Okay? Yeah. Precisely.
0: Yes. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Peace. Bye. You know, we just don't have to
0: pause because Dr. Cesare is in the building. You better sing. <laughs> yeah. Boy, <Yeah>. oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good in this What's pea that? coat. Oh, yes. Oh, Let, you, let's tell Lord. the Saints Dr. Chesare is wearing <laughs> this lovely pea coat with a nice little, is it a fedora? <laughs> he is so cute and slimming <laughs> down. Oh, you know Listen, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you, J Hud has nothing on you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <Patrick Schell>. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. You look Thank you. Uh, Oh my God! I
2: work. Like
0: <laughs> I feel so slim. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I miss you. <laughs> Ooh, did you have a couple drinks, doctor? Oh.